fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. 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 How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. This is episode 12 of the Hotbox Podcast. My name is Matt, of course, and this is Sandy. July 27th. Almost the end. Almost August. Almost August. Almost the heart of tourist season. Yes. It's almost my son's birthday as well. Awesome. He's it's going to Star Wars mm, everywhere. <laughs> I heard that. It's almost my birthday as well in yeah. a few months. Yeah, a couple more months because my birthday is the same month. Nice. If tourists come in from out of state and they have a medical card in another state, can they roll into a shop up here and buy marijuana? That's one of those parts of the law that you'll get different answers from depending who you talk to. The main consensus I've come across, though, and that my the lawyer I talked to also understood, was that Montana is... Um, one of three states that does accept other states' medical marijuana cards. It just has to be a valid card from the state, and they have to abide by Montana state law while they're here. So that's weird if they can be from out of state and go to any caregiver, but the locals have to like stick with just one in particular. And if you want to change to a different one, you got to you know, fill out the paperwork and stuff. Mm-hmm. That seems kind of like you should let us do the cool stuff and make the out-of-state people jump through hoops. Well, see, it was funny. I think it was put into the law to help make sure tourists are comfortable here, but that's one of the reasons why cities are placing moratoriums is because <laughs> they're worried about all the out-of-staters flocking in and taking over. Do you right? know how Kalispell makes out-of-staters feel welcome here? We spray paint big disgusting murals about meth use all over the effing place. And those kind of somewhat disturbing billboards that and are, the cool they're thing necessary about necessary because they're scary, but I mean, inappropriate, they won't let you put a I marijuana think. leaf up most places. It makes it look ugly and trashy. Like, keep that stuff in the trailer. Hello, trailer park. Keep it there. It's like I saw it on, like, First Avenue West. So I'm like, oh. This is the West Side. Yeah, Word to the that. West Side has that bad reputation, I think. <laughs> and then, like, on the way, if you follow Twitter.com slash a jam hole, there's a TwitPic account, and you put pictures and, and S up there. And Good there job. was, I took a picture of this big meth, like, 3D interactive diorama that this junkyard had put out in front of their thing. And it, it had, like, a big front end loader and then two cars all, like, smashed with, like, dummies out the window. One in a, mm-hmm. like, a bride's dress and the dude in the groom's thing. And they're all, like, mangled and stuff. It's, like, meth. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's, like, a scene out of a drunk driving accident. But they're, like, meth. I saw that one, and yeah, it looks like this horrific car accident. It just, happened. yeah, it's unnecessary. It well, makes the you know, city you've look, seen those billboards ugh. down the highway that, like, yeah, say, those two. I had a daughter, now I have now a I prostitute. Now I have a whore. It's Thanks, like, meth. Well, 
Do you want to put that on a billboard, though? Because, like, I would want to keep that at home. I mean, I understand it's a problem. We've got to do stuff to help stop that. You know what? Everybody that does meth looks at those and laughs. I guarantee it. They see that and they're like, hey, honey, look at that. Uh, uh." (laughs) You know they do that. They see it like, I don't know. I don't think it does anything Except make it look just... Well, I just think it's sad that, like, they'll put those signs up anywhere that, I mean, they're horrific but necessary, given our current state of affairs, but they won't allow certain, you know, businesses to advertise that they're a medical marijuana business because they don't want it to attract the wrong crowd. I saw, or no, I heard on the radio, I saw on the radio today... An ad for a place that said it was a smoke shop. Now, what is a smoke shop? That's not a, a caregiver smoke shop or a dispensary. Carries accessories, and so what? Some but caregivers for weed, or well, is this no, for tobacco? Call, like a you head call shop? them accessories because until <laughs> accessorize. Well, see, that's why you can't go into a place and call call it a bong. You have to call it a water pipe. Unless you have your card, though, because no, then it is because a bong. even then the shop owner is admitting that you are using it for marijuana, which makes it. Paraphernalia, and if, for him because he doesn't have a card, right? So what if he did have a card? Well, that's kind of that. That's all just unnecessary stuff you don't normally discuss with a shop owner, I guess. Like, right? I, it's just easier to roll in there and be right. like, "I need a glass pipe, thank you." Right. Okay. It's just easier to do it like that. But what some caregivers have started doing because <clears throat> <coughs> the radio cannot. Broadcast advertisements for something that profits from something that's federally illegal. Right. So they can't advertise for a medical marijuana clinic because it's profiting from marijuana, which is federally illegal. Can we advertise for a a medical marijuana clinic? Well, no. We can't. Well, we can here on the podcast because this is internet and we can do whatever we want. So if you want to do that... You would email info at hotboxpodcast.com and we would say we like your stuff. True story. And we would brag about you and help you. You would be our best friend. Buy our friendship for the low, low price of $1,000. Oh, that's our price? Isn't that what we discussed? I don't, I, I don't know. $2,000. <laughs> Buy our friendship. But what a lot of caregivers have started doing is they'll have a room that they carry accessories in right. or a display case that has accessories and they don't have the medicine right there. So people can come in and they can look at the accessories and, hey, do you need a card? Hey, do you have a card? Are you looking for a caregiver? Right. And it kind of snowballs from there. Upsell, so it's, upsell. Right. It's their <laughs> way of advertising without it being illegal. Okay. So why... Do head shops also have large porn sections? What does porn have to do with I smoking think pot that or tobacco? I think that, I mean, personally, I think it's because a lot of cities um, zoned head shops to be in the same areas as porn shops, adult oh. areas. So they're like, I might as well, right. since they I'm here, together. 20 miles out of town. But I think if more <laughs> shops cut that part out, it's not that you're going to have families strolling in it going, oh, honey, look at this cute pipe. And look at this dildo. Just yeah. honey, I have been waiting to get a new dildo for like ever. I'm so glad you took me here. I think that, I mean, I don't sell porn in my store. Right. Maybe class it up a bit. Just a a teensy bit. 
So uh, I saw this, and this is cool because we're thinking about going to this. It's from the MPP, uh, the Marijuana Policy Project. They say MPP is excited to announce that Rob Campia will be speaking at the 2010 Seattle Hemp Fest on Saturday, August 21st, and Sunday, August 22nd. And we're looking for volunteers to help us out. We need people to help staff our table as well as people to sign HempFest attendees up for our free email alerts. Uh, everyone who volunteers will receive a free MPP t-shirt and get to meet lots of great supporters, all while enjoying the world's largest marijuana policy-related event. As an added bonus, the person who collects the most email signups will receive a special gift from the MPP. This festival is even more of a celebration than usual since Washington State just added a new qualifying condition for medical marijuana recommendations. New patients suffering from certain types of kidney failure will be able to... What? <laughs> you, if you had kidney failure prior to this, like you couldn't smoke weed for that? That's, that's kind of a terminally ill problem kidney uh-huh. failure renal failure hey guys we just added <laughs> everyone at the dialysis center was like yay finally <laughs> uh they will be able to access their medicine throughout the state would you please volunteer a few hours of your time on saturday or sunday august 21st 22nd to help us spread the word about the important work the mpp is doing to reform marijuana laws across the country the i would MPP like to is do a that good group yeah yes. they are good and i've seen that guy speak once and he's really well spoken and smart and all that so if I you know. guys want to go there with us it's going to be a good time uh we're going yes um maybe probably well i still need to talk to people about that and okay. make sure that the house won't burn down so i'm going <laughs> hopefully anyway uh Oakland, California. Did you want to do those questions before we forget? Oh, yeah. Do you have them up? No, do you? <laughs> Oakland, California. <laughs> it's official. Oakland is set to become the first city to allow large-scale pot growing for medical use and the standard setter for the lucrative and largely uncharted territory of industrial-scale medical marijuana production. Define industrial-scale. Are we talking like 20,000 plants? Is uh, that- yeah. Because I saw a picture once of, it was somewhere in Holland, and they had, it was like a big giant warehouse, but it was used for growing mushrooms in, and like the whole thing was just covered in mushrooms, and it was like, you know, hundreds of feet, like a big giant warehouse, you know? It, it was pretty cool. So I, I kind of picture that as being large scale. Industry. Yeah, I think that would be large scale. So why is Oakland doing this? And so is this instead of having individual well, dispensaries now, you have just one massive conglomerate that's producing them all? Or Well, I mean, if you have specific people that are growing, you know that certain standards and qualities are being met that may not be... That may not happen if you have a bunch of people growing everywhere. Right, it's like a committee that sets standards and whatnot. Right, you know. Like, we're all going to produce good stuff. One of our standards, rule numero uno, no seeds. Ignay on the Eid say, I don't want that in my baggie. Rule number two, refer back to rule number one, that's all. Yeah, that's all. And don't be greedy. Right. Because that pisses me off. You've, you've got to take time and <laughs> love right. and effort, and you can't just 
cut the bud off the plant and sell it. I mean, right. There's actually a process. Yeah, associated there's a with pretty this. extensive process associated with it. And I think that, you know, that is something that should be looked at is having groups of people who are doing these grows. Like the MMGA or something. Yeah, where, you know, you have and you're able to brand that that grow. You're able to right. brand that. And that helps get those people, you know, going. And then people know where it's coming from. And they know those standards and that quality is being right, reached. Right. And that helps. It's your not like going to better. some random caregiver that has different stuff every week, you know. And right. Maybe sometimes doesn't at all. Right. I mean, I think, and I agree with, you know. I mean, we we've had Ed on the show before, and right. he also is, I think, a believer in in the uh, thought process of if you have a brand name on something that you're growing. People, you know, if you do good with that, people are going to look for that. And well, yeah, can, it's like any other kind of yeah. capitalist business. You make a brand and then you make it good and you sell that brand and that's you. And see, and that's something that I think a lot of politicians, they don't grasp. They think, uh, no, we don't want it to We're be like this meeting big thing. In, we want little people to do it in little places. Right, right. We're meeting in parking lots doing handoffs yeah. all sneaky like. You know, so if we have they're storefronts not, with logos and websites, if Ooh. they can't see it, then it's not happening. Right. You know, and so they're trying to keep it low key. California is getting re- ready for November. I mean, right. They're going to it's po- on. They're going to probably be legalized in November. It's on. That's what they're preparing for. That's yeah. We have another story all about that. Uh, so support among the eight member council was unanimous for laying the groundwork for labor, environmental and product safety standards. It's better to iron out the details now than have to spend something back and start from square one. Uh, council member said some of the standards, including fire safety, were included in the original proposals for large scale medical marijuana growing. The pot businesses would be limited to industrial areas in West and East Oakland, spanning four council districts. So that and that's good, right? We don't want shoddy electric uh, electrical work. We don't want awful, you know, duct work. It, it needs to be held to a certain standard so that these things aren't burning down, and you know, exactly. you're not overloading circuits. Like it needs to. I agree. If you're gonna set up a large scale operation, you know, you have to have. Certain well, yeah, code and standards. I mean, I just on Facebook just a little bit ago, someone posted a story. Uh, Jimmy One actually posted a story about, you know, a warehouse that went up in flames because of bad electrical work. Right. And you know what? Every time something like that happens, it makes everybody kind of look bad. Because you know what they do then? They really like to compare that to a meth lab blowing up. And that is the last thing we want to be associated with. Right. I know it's already Schedule 1 like meth, but we don't need it being like... It's not meth. Your grow is a meth lab. Bah! Yeah, (laughs) that does not look good for anybody involved. And I mean, yeah... It can be expensive depending on the kind of electrical work that you need done. But it'll be worth it in the end, and it'll drive the market. If people are doing it right, and everyone is, Like, there's going to be that competition there that makes people do it even better. Well, and if you've been conducting yourself as a, a good person, too... You may know somebody who can come out and look at your area and at least let you know what you can do or can't do. You you get plus five karma points for not being a Mm -hmm. (laughs) D-bag. So keep that in mind. Good people go far. Fake stop here.
Uh, the city's policy is expected to open the floodgates for permit applications from investors across the nation. Council member Desley Brooks says she wants to keep the door open to local business owners and minorities. Wait, what? And the minorities? And the minorities. I guess. But what if the Mexicans try and they just sell Mexican dirt weed? Like, no one's going to want that, so... Well, and that's what the politicians don't think about. They think that if they legalize it, it's going to drive up black market sales. Right. No. We don't if, want that junk. If people are able to grow and they're growing Gee. good stuff, we're going to buy the local good stuff instead of the stuff that, you know, might possibly have somehow made it up here from Mexico. <laughs> Why does this brick smell like ammonia? <laughs> it's so gross. I used to hate that so bad. You get like a pound brick of it just compressed like this big and you start flaking it off. And it just stinks like, oh, it's like cat pee. So foul. We don't want that stuff ever. Uh, the discussion was limited to what the council would like to see included in plans when members return in September. Uh, so, yeah, I'll put a link to that in the show notes whenever Sandy gets around to doing that. I will have them hey, done. no pressure. Whenever. Whenever. Busy You're busy. Person. I know it. I'm busy. You're busy. You're lucky this show gets done twice a week. <laughs> So when we're talking about California and what they're going to do here, there's a story about how the California cities are getting ready and they're making plans to tax marijuana in the belief that the voters are going to legalize the casual use of hemp in November. I think it'll happen. I'm pretty sure. All of the polls they've been taking are showing that the majority of people are looking at legalization. That's, that's another picture on, on the TwitPic account I was talking about earlier. There's I found this poll that was on the Interlake online. Yeah. It, did you see that? It yeah. was like, yes, was like, bam, you know, all the votes. And then no was like a couple votes and like. You know, leave it Don't the way know it is. Was Don't right know. There. But yes was very prevalent. It was like a big giant middle finger, just like pow. And you know what? Speaking of polls, I have the results from Heritage Days. Oh, do we? Let's talk about that real quick. Then. Okay, let me pull it up. Okay. Kill time. Okay, so when California does this, of course, Oakland being the sack town is getting ready to approve two tax rates on pot sales in the city. One is a 5% gross recipients or receipts. What? 5% gross receipts tax on licensed marijuana growers and businesses peddling pot for medical purposes. A 10% rate will apply to sales of marijuana use for recreational purposes. So you're like doubling. If it's for medical, it's 5%. That's cool. If you're just doing it to get high, 10%. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Is that... What's 10% of like what? So uh, say you buy an eighth for 50 bucks. 10% of that is five bucks. So your bag costs 55 bucks. Basically. That's cool. I'll pitch you an extra five bucks every time I get high. I don't care. Yeah. Well, and I mean, certain taxes are necessary and it's what's going to help make it easier for us to operate as businesses. So, I mean, some people are going to be angry about the fact that we've got taxes, but you know what? We may have to live with them as long as they're controlled. Right. Uh, Noisy Sitica says, maybe Cali is ready, but overall the nation still does not approve legalization for recreation cannabis use as a majority. But if California does it, and Arnie, the Schwartzen governor dude, he's like, look at all this money. <laughs> I have all this money. I know. When all the other states will be like, I want money. 
What the f? As Why does he have? Where's our money? As soon as we start getting a then bunch of a bunch of people from California up here with all their extra money spending it, then our state's gonna go. Hmm. Well, we could use a little more money, I guess. Yeah, you know, we could maybe put, get some new textbooks in some schools, right? And fix those gigantic potholes that are all over the. F- Freaking one ways. Pay the teachers a little bit more. So they give a S about what they're teaching. Yeah. Okay, so I have the results from Heritage Days. Okay. What is it? So we pulled 104 people. Not too shabby. Right. And that was just Saturday. They didn't open Sunday, did they? No, it was just Saturday. So that's just the one day. Nice work, Yeah, and we actually had some people walking around with the poll asking people. People were coming up to the table. Um, So there were 10 questions. Question one, did you vote yes or no on Montana's initiative 148 to legalize the use of medical marijuana? Yes, 55%, no, 31%, NA, 14%. Not bad. Right? Right. Are you satisfied with the current law? Yes, 38%, no, 53%, NA, 9%. I wasn't surprised about that. And all of the no's are like, you should just legalize it fully. <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, they are, they are vague, and we've talked Ooh. about that before. Do you believe in the medicinal advantages of marijuana? Yes, 88%. No, 12%. So, I mean, overwhelmingly, people see the medical benefits to marijuana. Right. Most people. (laughs) Well, and how could you not? I mean, it's kind of obvious. Right. So, do you support full legalization of marijuana? Yes, 69%. No, 28%. NA, 2%. Hmm. Are you currently prescribed any pain medications? Yes, 59%. No, 41%. Whoa. Well, hold on. 50, <laughs> more than half of the people that were polled, out of 104 people, more than half were on more some sort of pain 50, medication. More than 52 people wow. were on some sort of pain. Yeah. Wow. Wow, guys. Actually, I think I counted myself in that, too. I don't know. Do you believe that medical marijuana should be regulated? Yes, 77%, no, 17%, NA, 6%. What is NA on that? Either it's a yes or no question. There's not like, well, well maybe, that. like, do you or don't you? They might I not have know. fully understood. I don't care. Who cares? Do you believe a doctor should be allowed to prescribe, recommend medicinal marijuana? Yes, 91%, no, 7%, NA, 2%. So, I mean, obviously, everyone feels 2%. it should be your doctor. <laughs> You're killing me. Two, uh, I don't know. Maybe like an ancient Chinese herbalist that sells mogwais. They should prescribe it. They should prescribe it. I want a mogwai. I want a mogwai so bad. I want a mogwai turned into a gremlin. Chained no, up in a gremlin. cage. Marijuana is a bad omen. <laughs> do you remember that lady? Oh, jeez, <laughs> That yeah. was priceless. Okay, so do you are are you currently up to date with the issues involving medical marijuana? The issues? What yeah. are the issues? The issues. The issues? Yes, 63%, no, 34%, NA, 3%. Hmm. Are you aware of the rise in pharmaceutical painkiller abuse? <laughs> no. Yes, All- 85%, <laughs> no, 13%, and NA, 2%. <laughs> I know which 2% that was. I totally know. That's messed up. Like, all the more than half was like, uh, well, yeah, <laughs> I guess. I didn't used to take these pills all the time. Now I have to, otherwise I get really sick, and that sucks. How's your life living it in the clutches of that bee? 
That dirty, nasty, skank A-B. A lot of people don't realize how hard it is. Like, I mean... You start taking painkillers and you don't think you're going to get addicted to oh, it. You're it's just fun trying to deal with a sure. problem. Most people. Right. And then just trying to get by. To it. Hey, we're just trying to get by. Well, I mean, I know some people. I help some people who've had to go through the detox off of that. And they were just taking painkillers so they could go to work every day and take care yep. of their families. Yep. They ended up addicted to it because it was yep. what they knew. <laughs> Next logical step. You know? So now they had to get off of that, which might have even cost them their job. And that's fun. Let me tell you a little something about getting off of that. Ugh. No good. You know what? The only thing worse than getting off of that is when you're on the wraith enzyme. And you got to get off of that. Whew. Awful withdrawals. Awful. No thanks. No <laughs> thank you. Any yeah. other questions? Were there any uh, particular comments that stood out? Or? None of the comments were listed, but I know... Everyone was like, good job. It was like we're signing yearbooks. Keep on doing what you're doing. Have I'll do that. Summer. Thanks. <laughs> um, thank you. Why? Wise words to live by. Yeah. Do you sell mogwai, sir? And, like, the people who wanted to leave the angry comment left, right. like, the weirdest angry... Like, it's a bad omen. It's a bad omen. Legalizing marijuana will usher in the reign of the Antichrist. <laughs> Where's Damien? Yeah, right. He's in I your mean, womb, creepy. Is he gonna pop out of the next, like, female pot plant that makes it to the big old cannabis cup? Yes. Like, there's the Antichrist right there. Yes. Ah, <sighs> some I can't wait. children. I can't wait. So anything else about that? The, uh, the polls? Uh, no, was that, that was all 10 of them. Overall the pretty positive results. That's good. So this proposition, going back to the, the uh, California thing, on the November ballot in the Golden State would allow marijuana possession for personal use and would allow local governments to issue permits for pot farms. I want to live on a pot farm. Me too. And it would be like that Polly Shore movie, Son-in-Law. Except no, like, farm animals, just pot. Yeah. Farming pot with big tractors and stuff. Oh, that would be so awesome. Make my dream come true. I'm a dying child, and that is my wish. Thank you. Uh, each city will be able to create its own taxes on sales. Interesting. I, I haven't heard yet anything about, oh, but we're scared about the federal government. Like, they don't California care. They're like... Has- California has no other choice. The federal government can't bail them out, so they're not going to come in and say, stop it. Should have thought about that before you bailed out the airline and the car companies. A lot of good that did. I mean, they put... I drive a car from 87, thanks. (laughs) They put money into all these different things, and California, they can't give them money, the money that California needs. Right. So and like basically, we're, California is getting pushed out into the rain and being told, you right. know, get a job. Walk figure home. out how to take care of yourself. Come back to us when you're on your feet again. Come back when you stop spending all of your money on hookers and blow. Hollywood. I'm looking at you, Hollywood. And that's, we talked about that on Saturday, I think, about like how, are, how is it so broke when Hollywood is there and all of those movies make so much money. Because they, they spend so much to, you know, make them. Anyway, the floating tax rates are already creating competition among cities, of course. You're going you're gonna to reopen up the Bloods and Crips gang war. <laughs> That's going to be awful. 
A spokeswoman for the proposition thinks Oakland's 5% levy is too stiff. Haha. <laughs> Asking, why go to Oakland when you can go to Berkeley and get the same thing, but cheaper? Meh. Well, that's how business works. Then do it. Then go to Berkeley. If they can run it and they can give a cheaper price, then let them. But if it starts slipping and they can't pay the bills, they're going to have to up the price eventually. Exactly. And it'll work itself out. That's the great yeah, thing about it. Yeah, that's how business works. That's, right. you know... It needs to just basically get looked at like a business, like an industry, and that's what they're doing. Uh, marijuana possession would still be illegal under federal law, but Washington hasn't aggressively interfered with medicinal marijuana sales in California since it became legal uh, way back in 1996. Do you remember that? I was 16. Was I? Yeah. No, I was 26. Was I? No. How old am I? You're 28. Okay. Or 29. Something like that. I'm 28. Anyway. So, ah, uh, this is awesome. I got, I just want to briefly mention this. I, I found a story about, also about California, but, uh, from the other side of the tracks, let's say. Let's just say that. California blacks are split over, <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that like Florida oranges? <laughs> And it's funny because when you first told me about this story, I had to verify you were actually speaking of a group of people and not a strain. I'm sorry. (laughs) I won't let that happen again. Uh, Ron Allen says he knows all too well the ravages of drug addiction. Let me guess. What drug was Mr. Ron Allen addicted to? What... (laughs) Quote, I was a pastor on crack cocaine, sir. (laughs) Of course you were, because you're a California black. That's what you guys do. Uh, Said Mr. Allen, who says he has been sober for 11 years now and now identifies himself. Are you ready for this? As the bishop of the international faith-based coalition. Quote, drugs? They ain't got no religious preference. That are really for real. And while crack cocaine laid him low, Mr. Allen says his first drug of choice was what was his first? What is the gay blah blah blah? Well, cigarette, marijuana, no, yes, thank alcohol, you. nope. Aspirin. 40's a O-E. Pepto. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. Thank you for that. So it is that Mr. Allen and a cadre of other black pastors, priests, and other religious leaders have bonded together in recent weeks to fight what they say is a potentially devastating blow, haha, to their communities. So these religious people... California ballot that will tax and regulate weed. They they know that under their their thought process, who created marijuana? Right. And so they're against something that right because they ended up making horrible choices and smoking crack cocaine. And so marijuana is bad because they have right, and because they just so happen to start by smoking uh, marijuana. So they got addicted to blow, and <laughs> marijuana is to blame. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah! (laughs) 
Uh, in doing so, Mr. Allen and his merry men of followers have opened a new, potentially crucial front in the battle over Proposition 19, pitting those afraid of more widespread use of the drug versus those who see legalization as, quote, an exit strategy. Did they in open the war, a religious rehab center? I, f- I hope so. I oh. really effing hope they do. Obnad says... <laughs> I love that, Nick. Obnad. Uh, gateway drugs are an excuse. You either choose to use or you don't. And that's what we said. People that are going to do crack cocaine are going to do crack cocaine regardless of what they start with, whether it be alcohol, God, or marijuana, or cigarettes. Well, yeah. He started eating food first, and then he ended up smoking crack cocaine. The food made him do it. I blame birth. I, that's where it all started. Right. Everyone that's born, half of those people go on to smoke crack cocaine. I bet it's the birth. That's the one thing they all have in common. Birth. You were all born. Mm-hmm. Sinners, I might add. I it's called birth. original sin. Because that's, you know. That's right. And that's why we have to dump you in a tub of holy water to wash <laughs> that dirty original sin off. Mr. Allen has been particularly critical of Alice A. Huffman, the president of the California branch of the NAACP, who has been vocal in her support for the measure, casting it as a potential victory for civil rights. The NAACP was just in the news last week for supporting legalization Mm. in California. (laughs) Word to that. Is she like some random offshoot lady who's just like holding her own? No, she's on the side of it. She's cool. She's on. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's okay. All right. All right. I'll just sit here for another minute. Okay. Uh, <laughs> casting it as a potential victory for civil rights that could help reduce the number of young black men jailed on California blacks jailed on marijuana related offenses. And that is true. If you make that, how many of those brothers are in there for smoking weed or selling weed or whatever? A lot. The majority of them, the ones well, that weren't smoking crack. Well, the drug war clock shows us that over half of all That's people right. in jail are in there for marijuana And over crimes. half of those people are black, so <laughs> there you go. I'm not being, you know, nasty. That's just suck, though. That's the, sti- that's the fact of the matter, and I'm sorry for that. Uh, quote, I'm not encouraging anyone to recreationally use marijuana, said Miss Huffman. I'm simply focused on the injustice and the disparities in the criminal justice system. Well said. How black voters in California decide on Prop 19, which would allow anyone 21 and over to possess up to an ounce of the ganja, could be critical to its success or failure. Uh, at the moment, possession of more than 28.5 grams, which is an ounce, uh, about an ounce is punishable in most cases by up to six months in the California jail system and a $500 fine. You want to know my theory on why their battle is not going to be beneficial to oh, them? Oh, please. Okay. Marijuana makes people happy. And, right. And making money and taking care of your family makes people happy. And people that are really happy and have great things going on in their life tend to become more religiously, you know, intoxicated. They go to more um, Sunday churches and stuff like that. Because they want to go there and flaunt all of the great things God has given him. Look how blessed I am, brother. And see, they are able to put more in the collection plate when they have money coming in. So, in turn, the churches could benefit. Right. And why not? Why isn't a church out there opening a clinic? Why not 
launder some of that money through the great tax-free clutches of the good Lord? Why not? That's what it's there for. Why do you have a 501c3 or whatever the hell it's a it 501c3. is? It's a 501c3. Wow. Good job. Now, where did you pull that I out don't know. of? Uh, I have let's a hard time that. with that one. We could turn the hotbox into one of those. A and 501c3? Then just, right, and then just launder the F. Whenever I say that <laughs> at the very end, I want to add 3PO. 3PO. <laughs> <laughs> you geek. That I is know. fantastic. I'm a nerd. So, the blacks... Can we st- <laughs> can we stop calling them the blacks? They're African Americans. I would appreciate that. They make up less than ten percent of the uh, population in California, but unlike two larger minority groups in the state, where opinions on the measure are also split, are those the, the whites and the Mexicans, the Asians, huh, and the Latinos? Sa. They're, so they call them Latinos and Asians and blacks. Right. Why don't they call them yellows and browns and blacks <laughs> and whites? Oh, man. Uh, Their, quote, participation... This is silly. Their participation in elections is on par with their populations, Uh, according to the Voter Foundation there. Uh, In the case of Prop 19, which is trailing narrowly in a recent field poll, appeals to that potential swing block have already begun, and the measure's backers have been seeking out the support of prominent black leaders. (sighs) Ah. You know who they need? You know who they need? They need that. Who's that loud? That dude that's always getting up in everybody's business. Uh, Al Sharpton? Yeah, they need that (laughs) fool. You sick Al Sharpton into trying to legalize weed, it'll be done like that because nobody wants to talk to him ever. They're like, what do you want? Legalize weed, niggas. Okay, Al. It's done. Go home. Go away. (laughs) And that's how it happens. You guys are so annoying. Ugh. So anyway, too yeah. bad Rick James is dead. Too bad he would legalize cocaine. So yeah, let's talk about the whole uh, vet, the veterans and the clinics and all that. There was another story that just came out, and this lady, her name's Wanda James. She's a dispensary owner. She has actively promoted medical marijuana use for veterans with post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and why is that? Well, I'm glad you asked. She and her husband slash partner, Scott Dura, both served in the military. So she's thrilled that the Veterans Administration is loosening rules concerning vets with PTSD and MMJ. But she sees this as only a first step. The next step? What could possibly be the next step? Removing weed from the list of Schedule 1 narcotics. <laughs> Brilliant. We've, yeah, we're right You're hired. With you. Wanda, you're hired. Thank you. I be, Yeah, Finally. I mean, that's the next step, definitely. Uh, and then, of course, we talked about in the past, vets who were caught using medical marijuana risk being denied other treatment from their VA doctors. Uh, now, which makes me angry. Right, which was completely retarded. Why would you ever do that? Uh, now, a policy tweak means this won't happen in the 14 states, including Colorado, where medical marijuana has been legalized. Uh, the rules are expected to go into full effect this week. Quote, this has been a very long time coming, she says. Uh, she owns the Apothecary of Colorado, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. And its importance is twofold. First of all, it is important 
that we get these young men and young women the best help possible with the least amount of side effects. Absolutely. Yeah. We can't have a bunch of crazy trained killers running around hooked on uh, heroin. Well, have you ever... Okay. Yes. Okay, the Iraq War, we, we no. went to school with a lot of people right. who yeah, have yeah. gone over there. Yep. Okay, have you sat down and talked to anybody who's come back that was actually in the I infantry? I talked to one guy that's still there. I talked to him on Facebook, and he was like showing me a bunch of pictures from when he went roaming around when he wasn't supposed to. I, s- I probably shouldn't have said that. But anyway, he, uh, and he <laughs> nice seems... Nice security leak. I know, right? He's, <laughs> he, there's pictures of him like on his Facebook with him like holding a rocket launcher and shit. I'm like, dude, are, are those like cool to be up there? He's like, oh yeah, dude, don't worry about it. I totally know who to block on here that shouldn't be seeing them. Like, okay. It's kind uh, of Facebook I and it's kind of all think public. The government but. has like higher access than Facebook <laughs> yeah, <right>. does. <laughs> Maybe. They have like the main Facebook code. The one that hacks everything completely. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, he's he seemed normal, but it's hard to well, tell on chat. Like it's not a face to face. I ha- I've sat down with a couple of guys that we Are they went totally to nuts? Well, like, one of them, he actually was involved in an ambush. Like he was walking through a town. And, like, there were some kids over here and some people walking around. And then he said all of a sudden it was just, like, hell exploded underneath of them. That's so crazy. And he ended up behind a wall shooting at people. And he's, I mean, he was... Just instinct kicks in. Well, this is a kid that I, like, I remember from when I was little. It's like, this is like Counter-Strike. Go, go, go. (laughs) Well, I mean, this is a kid I knew when I was little. I mean, we weren't, like, the bestest friends in school. But, like, we talked. I knew his parents and everything. And he's sitting there like telling me about how like he suddenly realized he had to kill somebody to get out of there right killer be killed and they didn't they don't drill that into them in basic training i guess or like you don't actually make that connection until you're in the middle of it yeah that alone has got to just mess with your head that's on the job experience i mean that's horrifying you're you're in a life or death situation and you actually have to take a human life to get out of it. I mean, of course they need to do something to 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 help themselves when they get back. How do they sleep? How do they function as people? Opiate overdose. Well, and that's wrong. Cuz if you take recreational doses of opiates, like it will just numb you to everything and you just won't even care but see that's not how life should be lived. right exactly and, and that's but that's how, what they do but yeah and that and doctors are allowing people to do that and then all of a sudden when it's become a big problem they're like oh wait here's suboxone this will get you off of it and you'll right. be better right. and then you have to detox off that yeah and then it's like this constant cycle yep and but you know what during that constant cycle every time it cycles they make money. Like, every time it goes around, cha-ching, cha-ching. That's, I understand, and everybody has the right to make money. Yeah, don't do it by addicting the hell out of people, though. That's kind of cheating. Well, and these are people that actually most, I mean, they, they volunteered to go do this because they felt that that's what they needed to do to help out, you know, our country, where we're at. And I think that, I mean, because they're over there, when, when they get back, they should be able to just walk town and be like, hey, man, yeah, <laughs> give I'm me totally that. I cool. want one of those. But unfortunately, that's a side effect of war. And, you know, some well, people yeah. can't handle it. Some totally, it doesn't even bother them. They'll go out and kill all day and be fine, you know. But those some people, people worry me. <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess depending on whose side they're on, sure. But 
some people though they just snap and then they think everyone's out to get them and then they gotta you know blaze one for the nation if you well, know what I mean, I mean if smoking a bowl helps a vet sleep through the night without waking up screaming or just helps him go to sleep or helps him function then, then why not should be able to do that if shooting up heroin is what you want you went and killed for your country do whatever you want we don't care I mean, thank you. Well, that's Here, a little You're far. welcome. Uh, and she says, we want to help them end the trauma in their lives, not continue the addiction trauma that can come with chemical dependency on narcotic pain medication. Quote, plus, we're getting closer to forcing the federal government to take marijuana off the Schedule 1 list. So there. And that is awesome. Uh, and that, it sounds like that was the problem because... On the Controlled Substances Act, Schedule One substances are judged to have, quote, no currently accepted medical use. That's... Which means they can't also exactly. do any testing on it, which means we can't proceed with it being right. seen so as medicine. Step one is to exactly what she's saying. Get that off of the list. Stop comparing it to those other drugs right then we can do the testing and show all of the medical effects that it has i mean we're still we're doing testing you know in our on our own well yeah but that doesn't work when we go to court for it it's not like everybody can stand up and say hey dude man we've all been smoking for the last 20 years it's cool yeah none of us have cancer they take scientists a little more seriously who don't like smoke it to tell you what the effects are They test it and then tell you what the effects are and don't have to come up with, you know, interesting filler words when they lose their train of thought. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh. Basically. (laughs) So as noted on the Veterans for Medical Marijuana Access website, the American Medical Association is among the major institutions that supports cannabis rescheduling. That is a good player to have on our side. Word. Uh, nonetheless, resistance remains, particularly in Colorado, where the state health department successfully lobbied against adding PTSD as a condition medical marijuana can treat to a bill to regulate the medical marijuana industry uh, there. And the department shows no signs of changing its tune. So that's dumb. Why? Why is it just Colorado that's like, uh, let's not add PTSD like, let's not put that on the list. Every state does something different, and I think when we were at Like, the- what's the motivation behind doing that? What do they stand to gain by being D-bags like that? Like, every other state was like, yo, it's cool. Montana hasn't. Really? Yeah, I Montana, thought- you can't get it for PTSD. Oh. No emotional... Um, oh, psychological Yeah, psychological problems. stuff isn't covered huh. right now. Not but yet. I hope eventually it will be because I believe that it is a great tool to help with depression, anxiety, PTSD, all of those psychological problems that people deal with. Sometimes all you need is something that just kind of slows you down, relaxes you. And exactly. Lets just you chill. Look around and and go, doesn't, okay, we're all right. Doesn't like judo kick your liver in the balls. Well, it doesn't just make you for- go to sleep to get away from everything. That's right. Um, She says, quote, I don't know any intelligent person who can look at all the evidence about the medical benefits and not come back and at least say, we need to study this more. Uh, And once we do, I believe we'll discover that there's tremendous medicinal value in this plant. And that will move us in the direction of legalization as we move forward. So that is awesome. 
Uh, I wanted to talk about this. These, this dude in, in Detroit, bless you by the Lord. Wow. There's this place in Detroit. There's this guy, and he had some some rodent nests and some debris and problems. And a a crew came in to this guy's house. He's forty nine year old homeowner, and uh, they were cleaning up everything when they found another nuisance. Hmm. What could that be? A six foot tall marijuana plant. Boom. Six feet. And rats and other debris. It might so, not have been a very good plant then. Now, because of this, the police say the 49-year-old homeowner could be charged with manufacturing marijuana, a felony punishable by up to four years in prison. Did he know it was back there? I don't know. If he did, I would say, no, I did not. Whose is that, officer? Well, who, well <laughs> it's just one plant. Like, who cares? What, what are you doing with it? But it, it couldn't have been very good if there was, like, debris and rats and all this other yeah. stuff all around Spider it. Spider mites? Much? Uh, yeah. I mean, nutrients at all? What's the soil like? Did it get... I mean, hello? Right, right. I mean, obviously, it was okay conditions if it grew to six feet, but... I'm, I'm almost picturing, like, a like those fields of weed, and when they, they hack them down, it's almost like just a big... Like, pot plant that was from a field that someone just tossed there, you know, like, just off to the side. And it just was chilling there. Stop looking at the porn comment in that the chat. That happens all the time. I know. Stop throwing weed in my yard if you live in a state where the weed is not cool. <laughs> well, I just, I mean, it's stupid that they're going to charge him with something. And, I mean, I doubt they're even going to actually go through with it. Well. Hopefully he better get a good lawyer. A district court judge ordered the cleanup after the homeowner, whose name is being withheld until she is formally charged, that's weird, uh, failed to show up in court for nine blight violations. What is a blight violation? I have no idea. Anyone in the chat, what is a blight, B-L-I-G-H-T, violation? Uh, Warren Mayor Jim Fouts said Cruz spent most of the day removing the debris. That would be so stupid if they really, like, did <laughs> charge him with that. Like, you have a felony now. That's awesome. You're going to jail for four it years. It looks like a blight violation is a public nuisance. Oh, okay. So the plant like was a Like a blight on nuisance? humanity? MDS is smart. He says blight is general trashiness. Word. You're the blight on the butt cheek of humanity. So... Uh, moving on here, this is a kind of a cool story. A Georgia man, an 80-year-old Georgia man, he, he went to an auction. He bought a painting, right? Inside the painting, he found four pounds of weed. Ooh. And you know what? He totally kept his mouth shut, and he went home, and he smoked it, and he had a great rest of the week. Does that ever happen? Of course not. He called the cops because he can't keep his mouth shut. Uh, I found this. I'm 80 years old. What could I possibly do with it? I just wanted this painting to stare at as I die. And now I have four pounds of illegal marijuana. Georgia, is that a medical state? Off the top of my head, I'm not sure. But Anyone know? Georgia. Is Georgia a medical state? Anyway, uh, he bought the artwork for $25. Shut up, dude. You could have totally sold four pounds. 
uh, if you ask the cops, if you were selling weed to the cops, they would uh, put the price at $4,800 for four pounds. $4,800. Georgia is not a legal medical marijuana state. Thank you, Chet. Are you listening to Lucifer? Because I'm going to guess that he or she might not know what she's talking about. Anyway. Uh, yeah, $4,800. <laughs> for four pounds. Is that right? Let's say like 25 for... That's kind of low balling it, isn't it? Yeah, that must have been. It must have been some swag, swaggy stuff. Right, right. All right, and this one was a little special for me. Uh, the last story before we get out of here. Do you know who Eric Roberts is? He's that that guy who tried to get famous a while back, right? I don't know. I'm asking you. I have no idea who this guy is. Apparently, he's a celebrity. Because on the upcoming season of VH1 Celebrity Rebound, they've added another star to its ranks. Oh, it, who who is that? Hey, is that Julia Roberts' older brother, Eric Roberts? I don't know. What does Eric Roberts look like? I don't know. I've never heard of him. <laughs> it's Julia Roberts' older brother. He's 54. He's turning to Dr. Drew uh, because of his marijuana use. Thanks, Eric Roberts, the older brother of Julia Roberts. For trying to blame marijuana we really to need, get your name in the news. We really need more quotes about how I'm addicted to marijuana and I had to go to rehab to get off well, it because I'm a big Well, he doesn't even say he's pee. addicted. He has lingering, lingering issues I like to marijuana. smoke pot. And my wife says I have a problem. My name's Eric Robert. Uh, it started. Doctor says Eric is incredibly health and body conscience. Conscience. Conscious. Conscience? Conscious. Conscious, right? Conscious, conscious. That's a conscious. weird word. Conscious. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and has realized... Cut off. I'm good. And has realized the need to take this step to improve his overall well-being. I have to go get on the upcoming season of VH1 Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew so that I can upgrade my overall well-being. You... F- oh, my God. He's just- thank you, <sighs> Julia. Julia, can you thank your older brother, Eric, next time you see him? Thank you. I think you. everybody should thank Eric Roberts next time they see him. <laughs> Quote, being a celebrity in rehab and having it filmed completely and being a star uh, is ultimately celebrity rehab even in a private setting. B.S. Uh, so Eric is interested in using this opportunity to make a statement on his belief that marijuana is indeed an addictive drug. Oh. You effing D-bag. Thank you. Julia, next time, scratch what I told you to tell him. Next time you see your brother, kick him in the nuts because he's an idiot. Thank you. That, okay. You're not addicted to pot. You just think you are because you're an idiot. You know, I just have to say I am thankful that not any really very many people know who Eric Roberts is, so his <laughs> statements won't really affect Good that point. many people. Good but point. But the fact that they were made at all and can now right. be Googled makes me angry. That is appalling to me. That is not okay. You, you, sir, have some issues outside of thinking I'm also addicted addictive. to food and air and water and pussy. Can I say pussy? I'm addicted to owning cats. Uh, the actor's wife... 
Eliza told E! News that while Roberts quit alcohol and drugs back in 95, you know, over a decade ago, he still has a lingering interest in marijuana. Is a lingering interest the same as I'm going to be on the upcoming season of VH1 Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew? Because I'm addicted to it? Lingering interest... Totally addicted to it. Hmm. hmm. You know, I, I, the thing that bothers me is people automatically assume when you like the way something feels and you keep doing it that you're addicted to it. And if you get a little testy if you don't get it, that means you're addicted to it. That's your emotions no, telling you you like the way something that's feels. That's dumb. See, you I don't think... have the physical addiction that would actually make it an addictive substance in my book. The because ad- food can be addictive, right, sleep can be right. addictive, sex can be addictive, yep. if you think about it in the fact that you're just looking for that, that gratification that makes you happy. Whatever your dragon is, you happen to chase. But I got, it should be classified that if I smoke weed for two months and then I stop, I'm not going to have sweats and get totally sick and want to blow my freaking brains out. That's what I, that's an addiction. When you yeah. can't stop it because you get sick as F. Then if you start selling your stuff if to you get start, more or you steal stuff to get more. Or you start sucking D's. If you start sucking D's to get your fix, that's addicted. Baked. Bob Saget. You ever S a D? You ever S a D for some weed? I asked a D for coke. I asked a D. (laughs) I seen him. I seen him. Oh man, that's awesome. Uh, Although Roberts uses the drug to treat anxiety with a prescription, his wife notes, "Tell your wife to shut the f up, Eric. Be a man, Jesus." Uh, quote, a dependency is still a dependency, and he doesn't want to be dependent on it anymore, she told E. Uh, he decided to go there because that's where Dr. Drew is. <laughs> Duh! Why else would you go on celebrity effing rehab other than to hang out with Dr. Drew? I'll bet you ten bucks he's gonna be, like, the one guy sitting in group the first day who's not going through, like, serious DTs. Yeah, he's like, he's what's wrong with like, you guys? Are, whoa, you, are you guys okay? Why is everybody throwing up? Wow, I'm wow. glad I didn't I'm eat a, that. I'm gonna go for a two-mile run. You guys, are you guys cool? You guys want anything while I'm out? No? Wow, those guys were real. I saw some dude S and a D back in the bathroom, man. This place is weird. Hey, where's Dr. Drew at? He was getting his D S'd. Man, it's... He was getting his Nintendo ds <laughs> I have... <laughs> I, I've gone without and didn't, like, have the shakes or cry. Yeah, dude, totally. Or, like, it's... try to figure out how to get more Eric frantically. Roberts, you're a pee. Thanks. Uh, Eric said... Eric, she said, did weigh his decision to do celebrity rehab very heavily. This is an important decision for all of us, honey. Bro, come here. Uh, Because, quote, he really didn't want any negative effect on anyone in the family. He is greatly concerned about that. I'm so concerned about that. I'm going to go on TV and detox from marijuana. I'm going to be the only D-bag there getting off of marijuana. (laughs) <laughs> that's so stupid. There's another guy there that's getting off tobacco. I'm going to go hang out with him. You know, he probably needs to be there to deal with some emotional issues, and that's great. But I think blaming something that has clear medical value 
that isn't highly addictive. That doesn't like make you sick when you stop doing it. That's how you classify. Is not the right it. way to do it. That's right. I'm sure if he were to go to Dr. Drew and say, hey, man. <laughs> I got some stuff I got to work out, but I want to do it on TV to try to get famous. I'm going to try and resuscitate my career. Can you work with me on that? Dr. I'm Drew's the sure, C- yeah. <laughs> He's the CPR of D-list celebs. Hey, come to rehab. Wait, first go get a drug problem, then come to rehab. We'll film it. You'll be famous all over again. It'll be brilliant. Then you can go buy more drugs and then get all effed up and then come back to rehab. Mm. Everyone loves that. They love that. So, well, I appreciate when they come out and do, you know, big press releases and blame it all on the pot. Well, Tell your yeah, wife to shut up. How's, how's that poisonous Botox that she's all full of, I bet? Is that, is that okay? Is she not addicted to that, right? Or anything? And if I punched her in the face, like, that wouldn't leach into her bloodstream and kill her probably, right? That's okay. You know, there are so many different addictions out there that are more dangerous than any kind of addiction I'm addicted feel the marijuana that ad- haven't been addressed at all. I'm addicted to making fun of people who think they're addicted to marijuana. That's my problem. I need help. Big time. It's okay. So, uh, anything else before we wrap this thing up? That's all I think we had to really... All right. Well, remember, guys, join the Facebook group RSVP for the Hotbox Roach Market. There's an event there you can uh, sign up and let us know. And also, hotboxpodcast.com slash roach market if you want a table at the Mm -hmm. event. You can use that to sign up or get a printed out copy at any one of our fine dispensary friends. And then you can send it in to the gemhole.com slash or hotboxpodcast.com slash P.O. Box. It's the same P.O. Box. F it. 3652 Calspell, Montana, 59903.0. Yup, yup. 406-204-4687. You can leave us messages. 406-8481-SEX. You can send me a message. Say hi. What's up? And yeah, the contest. How's the contest going? How's that dude that was drawing that thing? He's doing good. Is it almost done? Yeah, he's working on it. I think he's going to need a couple more days, though. Oh, that's I'm, cool. We're not in any hurry. You know, well, before September would be awesome. Yeah, and we're still waiting. Unfortunately, there was an accident out in Columbia Falls, and oh. he was close to one of the people, oh. so he's kind of needing some Pouring time. out a little liquor for them? Yeah. I gotcha. But there's... We're working on getting the Keef box for that. I think that's going to happen, so it'll be cool. But, uh, yeah... Hotboxpodcast.com slash contest. And the YouTube videos. And the Twitter account. And the Twitter account. And the site. And send us pictures of your legal gross. Oh, yeah, if you guys have gross. Hotboxpodcast.com slash pics. Check out the gross that we have there. And you can send in your gross. And it'll be great. Mm -hmm. And we'll we'll all grow together. So thanks, Avnad. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, and we'll see you guys Saturday. Saturday, right? Saturday. Saturday. Thank you. Good night. Good night. If you like, you like this is where where you need to be. If you like weed, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to the podcast.